Hey, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Michael here at uh, Knowledge Source, and it's the Friday I Love Real Estate Success Story Show. And uh, we've been away for a little bit, but we're back. We're back. We had a kind of um, a few juggles around, but we've got a story for you today. And today's a really special day because it's the last time that you can put your entry in to the I Love Real Estate Super Conference for 2022. So for those of you, there's a stack of um, amazing stories that are up there already. And today we're going to have a bit of an insight into uh, another success story from another pretty amazing student. And every time we do this, I always find it's like another piece in the puzzle that is the I Love Real Estate community, which is very much success focused. Uh, we all start from a different point of view. We all come into the community from a different point of view, and we all have a different situation and circumstance and, and wanting to solve something when we come into the community. And today is another really fascinating insight into that. So let's get this day off and running. And let's introduce Eugene. Eugene, how are you doing? I'm very well, Michael. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Now, I need to mention as well, uh, for those of you who don't know, Eugene has been, you've been joining these and coming in and watching these success stories for, for quite a while, haven't you? you? You are the first one who always comes on on Zoom. I, I have to admit, yes, that's the case. <laughs> And now, now you're in the hot seat. So you know exactly what to expect, don't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. So look, look, thank you. Thank you so much for taking out the time. Um, and welcome to this, uh, this uh, um, interview. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to, to sharing your story because you've done some fascinating stuff and we want to kind of go through and share it with everyone, hey? Yep, sounds good. All right, so um, now... Everyone starts from a different point and you've come in from a very different side of things as well. Do you want to give us a bit of an idea of, of what your life was like before you came into um, the Olive Real Estate community? Yes, yeah, so um, I came into the Olive Real Estate community um, as a full-time IT worker. Um, and during the time of working in IT, I had in parallel also invested uh, in um, residential property. Um, using the buy, hope and pray strategy. So I basically invested in um, 20 investment properties um, over the course of many years um, and also developed uh, one of them um, doing a three townhouse development. Yeah. Wow, wow. So you, you're quite, <laughs> you know, accomplished from, from the investing side of things um, and, you know, having, having a portfolio of 20 properties, that, that's, that's, that's not that common. You know, we've had a couple of other students that have come in with, with similar size uh, portfolios. Um, what's the deal with the buy, hope and pray? I mean, like, that's just you were not aware of what you were doing or you're trying to do what, what you know, like, yeah. where, where did that come from? Um, it was it was all to do with um, learning from the, the disparate learning um, that I got from um, all of the free resources um, available on the internet at the time and on um, print print media, like the property magazines, which don't exist anymore. Um, so basically getting all of this information from many different um, uh, property educators and many different sources um, and trying to piece together um, uh, a strategy um, that I could use to um, basically replace my income. Mm -hmm. um, 
And the buy, hope and pray strategy was really, um, to be honest, the only strategy that was being um, uh, spoken about in media at the time. Wow, wow. So it's, 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 this, 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 I find this fascinating because obviously what's been taught and so certainly that's available for free, um, it will give you some benefit, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't really kind of getting you to where you wanted to go, really, was Correct. it? Correct. No, no. Um, in fact, um, I got to a point where I was like, you know, I've got all, all of these properties, but it wasn't giving me the passive income that I was after. So, yeah. There was a missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a big missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, out, out of interest, you, were you, was, it, was it a high negative cash flow that you had when you, when you, when you started? Um, to be fair, um, the, the properties that I had invested in were um, either slightly negative cash flow um, or neutral uh, from a cash flow perspective. And so over the course of adding uh, more and more properties to my portfolio, um, I tried to keep a, um, a neutral or slightly negative cash flow um, uh, portfolio. But um, through the changes in the financial landscape um, over the years, um, and with the fact that I was now so heavily extended from a debt perspective, um, I could, uh, many of my loans were basically converting from interest only to PNI. Oh, and wow. the, the problem that posed was that because I had essentially maxed out my borrowing capacity, I wasn't able to then refinance those loans from PNI back to interest only, and so therefore to reduce the amount of um, cash flow uh, going out each each month. So Ooh, you're um, getting stuck, aren't you? Uh, A bit. Massively stuck. I was getting you know constantly uh, jammed more and more hard into between a, a rock and a hard place um, with each subsequent loan that rolled off um, interest only into PNI. Um, so at at the peak um, of of my debt, um, I, would, I would not so much the debt, but the peak of my negative cash flow, um, which was roughly around middle of last year, um, it was minus forty six thousand. Yeah. And, and you had a fair bit of debt then as well. I did. Yeah, I had uh, roughly uh, five point six million in debt. Okay. Yeah. So you're, are you having trouble to sleep at that point in time? Um. Yes and no. Um. Because I I knew that like, I knew that I had to do something, um, and eventually I, I had to do something. Um, so there was always a way out. So, um, but but yeah, I mean, it was always something at the back of my mind, um, and I was always thinking about what what was it that I needed to do. So I was always asking myself that question. Mm. Yeah. And then so how so this is this is an interesting because it's like then how did you come in to get connected with the community to I Love Real Estate? Oh, I mean, to be honest, that's a really long story. And, I, and I, to be honest, I really kind of cannot remember. Um, <laughs> it must have been. So um, it, I, I was very fortunate to uh, that in year 11, my sister um, lent me her copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, so I read that at a relatively young age. And the, one of the main messages that he talks about in that book is to buy positive cash flow properties. So um, that's when I got into researching online uh, back in the day of dial-up modems um, 
positive cash flow properties. And I realized that um, and I realized that uh, in Australia, um, positive cash flow properties weren't readily um, available as they were in the US, for example. Um, and so I, I, I would guess to say that somewhere along that search, I must have stumbled across Dimfna. <laughs> well, if you work in IT, chances are you're online. And if you're online, yeah. Chances are you would have bumped into Dimna somewhere along the line. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and what was what was the decision making process like? I, it, it sounds like you know, correct me and uh, you know if there's if there's more to to this, but it sounds like you're like, oh, things are changing. I need to act. I need more information. Was that was that what's happening, or what 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 really was the the instigation for you to join it? Yeah, I mean, it was really just where I got to the point of I've accumulated all of these properties um, in rapid succession. Um, and I thought that that was the answer. And from many of the property educators and um, uh, that were in Australia that were um, uh, pr uh, that were very vocal at the time in media, um, that seemed to be the strategy to follow, which was basically just to buy um, properties that were as close to uh, neutral as possible um, uh, in the absence of, you know, uh, readily available positive cash flow properties to be purchased outright. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the hope was basically that basically just keep buying building your portfolio expanding your portfolio and hoping that one day that that portfolio would give you the passive income that that i was hoping for yeah so you could you can hear that i use the word hope a lot in that in that sentence so it's very much the buy hope and pray strategy you, you, you needed the info you needed you needed a better solution hey i needed a solution i was basically i basically got to a point where i was like okay so i've got all of these properties but so what um, like it wasn't giving me the the income replacement that I was after, um, so that's when I went searching for uh, better answers. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Mm. Um, okay, so so how did things change for you once once you got involved? How did things, you know, what was the biggest change for you? Um, I would say once, like after joining the Olive Real Estate community um, and working through um, the education, it the education gave me the clarity that I needed um, and the clarity that I was searching for. Um, basically taking the time to assimilate, to go through all of the education, assimilate the information, um, and then taking the time to analyze my situation um, carefully from multiple perspectives. Um, I would say that that has given me the clarity to then push forward knowing what I need to do to then do mm. um, and, and executing on that. So, yeah. So you kind of like you're, you're getting off leaning on the buy hope and pray hope yeah. <laughs> and you're now getting <laughs> on to getting the clarity and the understanding to be able to, um, to assess, assess what your situation is to, you know, yeah. To, to take yeah. To point of view. It, yeah. I think we're just having the clarity and, and the clarity giving me the confidence to, um, uh, to make decisions for myself um, in terms of what I needed to do for my portfolio um, as opposed to relying upon um, external um, 
uh, input from other people um, to, to to give me advice, basically. Yeah. Interesting point, this one, isn't it? Because it's kind of like you're you've been going along and you've you've actually done, you know, you know, really, you know, very well. You know, you've 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 got a, a quite a large portfolio, and yet you're not operating. Is that right? Not operating off your own kind of determinism or your own kind of you know confidence you're leaning on others and yet leaning on others yeah and now you're you're having to flip that around and then the responsibility falls back on your shoulders is that yeah it was basically taking back the reins um taking back the control um and in doing so being absolutely clear about um how to do that why i was doing that um and basically putting into place putting into place steps the next steps that i needed to do yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow interesting hey interesting mm-hmm. turnaround was it was that was that tough for you like to kind of like go oh gee I, I thought i was doing things right it was it was definitely um look basically because all up to that time like i, I first started investing in 2005 um and between 2005 and 2016 it was always just about um, the idea was always just about um, <laughs> always about uh, adding more and more po- uh, properties to the portfolio um, with the view that someday um, that they would give you the, the cash flow that you needed. Um, and the idea being espoused by many of the property educators at the time was that, you know, you should never sell. Um, so, you know, never selling was always something that I had in the back of my mind. Um, and it, I felt as though if I were to even contemplate selling that it was just, you know, a very taboo thing to even think about. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hey, tough one. Hey, tough one to do that. Um, so um, what, what happened then? Obviously, you know, when you, when you got into it and you, and you got the clarity, um, what did you decide or what did you realize you had to do? Um, I realized that, I needed to get rid of the underperforming properties in my portfolio. Um, and there were many. <laughs> um, so it was just, it, it was um, taking the time and applying the education to analyze each property one by one to see what I could do with them, whether I could boost their cash flow in some way, shape, or form, um, or uh, improve or manufacture growth. Um, in some way, shape, or form, um, going through that process, um, applying um, various an- analysis tools which Dimpton teaches, um, and then basically having all of that data and information um, uh, in front of me to then make the um, to make good decisions going forward on which ones I needed to sell, which ones I could sell as they were without doing anything to them. Um, which ones I could sell with some work. Um, and in terms of the the strategy that I applied to some of these properties before selling them, I renovated them um, uh, to varying degrees. Um, and that's where the analysis um, of each property actually helped me with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've now got the clarity, which comes from the training, obviously, and mm-hmm. then the tools to be able to analyze and assess them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good to right. hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now, now you can solve the problem that you got that mm-hmm. you actually got yourself into. 
<laughs> which is a good yes, problem. <laughs> that's right. So I am now starting to dig my way out of the um, the rock and the hard place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the but it's you know you've got to admit as well it's it's not such a bad position because you've got a lot to work with, but you then have to solve solve the problems to to get you headed towards your goal of replacing your income. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I kind of think of it as um a multifaceted it's, it's like a rubik's cube <laughs> um you kind of got many different dimensions that you need to consider um in making these decisions and that go into making a decision um whether to sell or not um and what you what can be done to a property and that sort of thing um so so yeah yeah <laughs> lots of yeah. lots of analysis yeah, yeah 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 good good uh so um uh, how, how many did you did you work out you have to sell um, I worked out that I needed to sell. So I basically started, so at the peak, I had 22 properties, mm-hmm. um, because I developed three, um, and I had, and I wanted to basically keep seven. So I have to sell, um, 15 overall. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and you're, and that's what you've, that's what you've been kind of working your way towards. Working yes. Through, through yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Since, since roughly, uh, kind of, uh, when would, it, when would you say? end of quarter three last year yeah okay okay and when you when you have a look at making that decision process um what was it that uh in the training that really made you assist on that because i know that the dimner at the introductory events she says you need to do an opportunity cost analysis and obviously there's a whole lot of other uh techniques and and uh and methodologies as well was that something that you used Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, in fact, the opportunity cost analysis was one of the, the, the key techniques that I took away. Um, that, that was really, um, uh, key, um, from the education, um, because the opportunity cost analysis gave me the insight that I needed to be able to see which properties were performing financially from a cash flow pers- not just from a cash flow perspective, but also from um, a, a capital growth perspective and, an, and a return on equity perspective. Um, so yeah, that was a very important um, uh, technique uh, mm-hmm. or a process that uh, I, I uh, got from the education for yeah. sure. Do you, do, do, you, do you ever go through the point of thinking, oh, I wish I knew this back in 2005? Oh yeah, of course. In fact, I wish I knew all of the education in two thousand and five, <laughs> because uh, I would have done things differently then. Clearly. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. But we le- we learn the lessons as we do. Yeah, that's yeah, always. What is it? It's always easier to join the dots, you know, looking back than it is looking forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, cool, cool. All right. Um, and then um, uh, now GVA. We you were using GVA as well, weren't you? I was. Um, so GVA was a tool, was a technique that really helped me um, work out which properties I needed to do a reno on before I sold them. Um, so the basically applying GVA um, for every single property, um, that there were some properties that um, I ended up selling without um, doing anything to them. Um, whilst there were others which I did um, different levels of um, renovations to, uh, renovation to before I sold them. Yeah. It was all just based on what was um, selling well in the market 
um, at the time for that particular like comparable cells. Um, uh, yeah, and basically just making a decision based on that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was basically it, the GVA tool or process basically allowed me to convert or turn lemons into lemonade. So yeah, that was a very, um, a, another critical um, a piece of learning from the education. Yeah, absolutely. And and for those of you who are, who are new as well, GVA is grid variance analysis. Um, and that's a methodology that Dimpner uses. Um, it's actually just to searching for a deal. But in this case, Eugene, you're using it a little bit differently to, to have a look at, well, looking at comparable sales in the market, mm. what does the market need? So if your property mm -hmm. is here and the market is here, what's the difference? What's that variance? that yeah. you can utilize for a, from a profit point of view before you sell, so you can boost it up and get the maximum profit from, from yeah, sale. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's exactly what it was. It was really just about seeing, um, like how could I maximize the profit from the sale of a particular property? Yeah. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I don't think many other people would use the GVA in that respect. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> but it, no, it is, it is. It's, because yeah. it's, it's, it's there to use, well, you know, what are you, looking at from a market point of view, utilizing GVA to do that. That's that's an interesting, interesting kind of um, process to take. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like your ability to, to, to see this. See, this is the fascinating thing. When Dimna has a whole lot of information, she has a whole lot of training. And it's obviously, you know, many students such as yourself, they have, have access to it. You, you will use it in a totally different way. You'll use it mm. in the way that's kind of relatable to you. And when we go through and we share these these, these stories like this, you suddenly go, oh, wow, you're using the GVA to work out how it is that what's the best way to actually sell a property that I've had for, you know, for years. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Great. Yep. Love it. Love this kind of stuff. That's what that's that's what that's, that's what I think this the, these uh, these interviews are, are, are really interesting and fascinating. Um, cool. Cool. OK, cool. Now, um, did you want to go through, um, you know, maybe some of the deals that, that you've done and, and what you've done? as a consequence of, of you know, the training and, and uh, the renos that you've done? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so the first, so I should just preface in saying that all of these deals that we're about to go through, um, these are all deals of properties which I already had in my portfolio. So yep. I didn't have to go out and actually purchase them. Yep. Um, so these were about doing something, uh, if at all, to these properties. Yeah, so you've yeah, got so them, the, you already got them. They're already in your portfolio. This is like I've got to actually get rid of the lemons and then yes. make the lemonade. So this is this yeah. is the lemonade process. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm running running a lemonade store right now. Okay, okay cool. Okay, cool. So, um, what's your first lemon? Uh, first lemon was a um, it's a, it was a three bedroom uh, ex housing commission house um, located in southeast Queensland. Um, now. I bought this one many years ago um, for $215,000. Um, but, you know, taking into account the fact that there has been some market growth um, uh, over the years, um, I did get this appraised um, last year, just before I embarked on a renovation of this property. And I had it appraised by the agent for $270,000. Um, so, so, so you, you've, you've already made fifty-five thousand of uplift is essentially, but that's yeah. uh, that's growth up to the point in time before you renovated. So that's you're looking, we're just growth. looking at that renovation. What 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 
what that renovation is going to add to it, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, to, to be fair and, and basically applying um, uh, the the strategy, I just wanted to uh, highlight um, the, that the market appraisal that I'm basing the profit margin, the, the profit that I got from this um, property, the sale of this property, um, was based on a market appraisal uh, just before I embarked on the renovation of $270,000. Yep. Um, so it, it was a cheapie, um, but there was still profit to be made from it. Um, so I basically went about and did a renovation. Um, the, and it was the, the, the quickest, um, most high-level renovation I guess you could possibly do. It was basically just doing internal paint, um, putting in new flooring, um, installing a new aircon, doing a high-pressure clean of the external hard services, um, and putting in property staging. So it's um, all cosmetic, basically. All cosmetic, yeah. 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 Absolutely all cosmetic. Um, and the reno cost me just over $12,000. So $12,400, roughly. And it took two, three and a half weeks to do. Um, and mind you, um, because I'm actually based in Sydney, um, and this renovation was all um, coordinated um, remotely. That's yeah. a that's in it's in Queensland, isn't it? This one. This one's in southeast Queensland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you you didn't you didn't do any of the work yourself. You just no. purely got tradespeople in and you coordinated from because you're based in Sydney. Yep. Yep. That's yep. right. Okay. Great. Yep. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> after the um, renovation was completed, I had I called the agent back to reappraise the property, mm -hmm. um, and he reappraised it at three hundred and twenty nine thousand. So that's what we ended up listing it. On the market for um and the um and to my delight um after the first open for inspection um we ended up having actually um 18 parties come through the inspection yep. um uh and the the following monday the agent presented me with five um offers four four of which were over the asking price oh, awesome um awesome. so yeah, so I ended up um, accepting the highest price, yep. which also happened to have the best terms. Um, so the highest price was $350,000. Nice. So nice. I made a profit um, on based on the market appraisal of $270,000 of uh, $54,000 approximately. $54,000 after yep. spending three and a half weeks on a cosmetic reno, hey? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yep. Well done, man. Yep. Well done. Thank yeah, you. awesome. <laughs> Um, okay, so now, now you've got you've got a few others that you went through as well. Did you want to go through? Yes. Yep. Um, so after that one, um, <clears throat> I decided to sell another property also in southeast Queensland. Uh, this was a two-bed townhouse. Um, it was probably the one of the ugliest townhouses you could ever buy. <laughs> um, and um, for this one, there was no reno that I needed to do to it because it just... It, it just had so much work and money that needed to be put into it over the course of ownership um, that it just didn't warrant any more um, money to be poured into it. Um, so I basically decided to sell it tenanted. Um, I did buy this one a few years ago for 165,000 um, and I ended up selling it for $185,000. So with this one, I did make a small loss, um, but I, entered into the cell knowing this fact um, because it, this, this was one of the properties that was massively bleeding cash flow. 
mm. um, every single month. So if I continue to hold on to this, um, I would have, you know, bled more more cash basically. Yeah, got to get rid of it, hey. Yeah. Get, get, so you didn't make any lemonade from this one, but you just got rid of the rid of the bad lemon. <laughs> That's right. I, I just got a got the aroma of lemonade from this one. It just gave gave <laughs> just me the... <laughs> <laughs> it gave me uh, more uh, uh, headspace to then move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. And now, the, now, just to just to, to kind of clarify as well, these are not easy decisions to make because you've obviously bought that a while ago with the intention. And then you've had to kind of shift gears and kind of go, no, nah, I got to get rid of this because now your eyes are open, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all of these properties were always were, were bought with the intention of not doing anything to them. They were just there to like literally buy, hope and pray. Um, so making the, the, the decision to ultimately sell these, it took a massive um, change in mindset um uh and and i guess some courage <laughs> um, to basically step forward and and execute on on what the what the education um ultimately led me um to to adopt in my plan mm. yeah so yeah some tough decisions tough decisions tough decisions yeah yeah, yeah cool yeah. um okay so now you got another one there I one? do. Uh, this one is now, uh, it's a two bedroom apartment in Western Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, this one, um, I did a, um, a full cosmetic renovation on. Um, and even though I live in Sydney and this one was in Western Sydney, um, uh, I still re coordinated this renovation remotely um, because at this point, um, there were still some lockdowns um, mm -hmm. for COVID at the time. Yep. Um, so, yeah, basically went about the renovation. This particular property um, had very little renovation done to it um, since it was originally built, um, uh, but managed to, like, it basically needed work, safety work done as well, like um, doing, uh, like, replacing the um, electrical safety switch and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm the safety board i should say um so there were there was work needed to be done that didn't really add much from a cosmetic perspective um but i went forward and did those from a safety perspective um so for this one the reno uh, pre pre reno the, the agent appraised it between two hundred ninety thousand and three hundred thousand dollars um I spent roughly $38,000 on this reno. Um, took about four weeks to renovate um, and got the agent back um, after renovation uh, and she appraised it at $370,000. Um, mind you, this was just before the market went soft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so for this one, um, this one took quite a while to sell it was on the market for roughly 108 days um which is over just a little bit over 15 weeks yep. um but ultimately ended up selling it to um a buyer an owner occupier who absolutely loved the place um and you know she loved it so much that she she literally wanted to uh, move into it as soon as she could so she um were able to negotiate a 14-day settlement 
14 no day months. settlement. 14 days, yeah. Wow, wow, okay. So it's so, on the... <laughs> and it's strange how it works, isn't it? It's on the market for almost, you know, 14, 15 weeks, but then it's like 14 days. No, I want to, want to, want to settle. Yeah, that's right. And, and um, it helped as well that she was a, a full cash buyer, so she didn't have to go through the rigmarole of yep. getting a loan and that sort of thing, which is why she could do the 14 day settlement. 14-day settlement, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Awesome. Yeah, and I think in fact she probably wanted, she probably could have done seven days, um, but it was my bank that that that, uh, that I made sure that they could um, actually fulfil the settlement within fourteen days. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, now, now, did you because the market was a little bit softer, did you make some profit on this one? I still made a small profit on this yep. one. Um, so profit was roughly around eleven thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. This is based on the the market appraisal just prior to renovation. Yeah. Sure, because it had already gone up. Yeah. You know, it had. Yeah, there was bit, yeah. there was natural uh, growth in it already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So a little bit of a, a you know uh, eleven thousand dollars was it? Yeah, eleven thousand. Yeah. So eleven thousand dollars worth of lemonade. Yeah. That one. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, deal number four um, was just a straight sale of a two-bedroom villa um, located in southeast Queensland. So didn't need to do anything for this one. Sold it tenanted. Um, yeah, made a small profit on the purchase price for the, on this one. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Easy. Um, yeah, easy peasy, that one. Um, deal number five uh, was another... Uh, Renault and Flip in mm-hmm. Western Sydney. Um, again, a two-bedroom apartment. Now, pre pre-renovation, the agent appraised it at three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. I spent roughly twenty thousand dollars on the renovation, um, and the renovation took about four weeks. Yeah. Uh, after the renovation, agent appraised it at three hundred ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we listed it for three ninety five on the market. Yeah. Okay. And for this one, um, uh, despite there not being any inquiries because it was a soft market, yep. um, we ended up selling it after twenty two days on market for the full asking price. So I was really wow. delighted by that outcome. Yeah. So three weeks, only three weeks on the market. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah soft market. Me, just need to just need to cough a bit. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see, isn't it, how uh, how Eugene's had to kind of like, you know, um, address certain things and then come up with, well, how can I solve it when I've got this problem? And um, as you can see how using the GVA um, uh, methodology has given an insight into where the market is so that he can push and renovate his properties up to where the market is asking. And even though the market's gone soft, He's still been able to 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 pick up that profit. So, um, good, good man, good, good. All right. So you um, now you what 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 profit did you make on that one? Uh, <laughs> approximately um, twelve thousand five hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. another nice lot of lemonade. Hey, yeah, <laughs> twelve thousand dollars, twelve and a half thousand dollars worth of lemonade. Yep, good, good. good, I, good. I can start. I can start bottling the lemonade in some fancy bottles now. I think. <laughs> Nice, nice one, yeah. Uh, okay, and you got another one? Yeah, the next one was um, selling a, uh, another two-bedroom apartment. Uh, this one was located in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, I did, uh, in fact, I would say this is the, the, the bare minimum in terms of 
it's not even a renovation. It was literally just putting in property staging. Yeah. Um, so I spent um, uh, 200 and sorry, 2000, t- roughly two and a half thousand on um, property staging, yep. um, which took you know a day to do. Yep. Um, and uh, basically listed it on the market for uh, between 250, like there was a price range. So two, yep. 250,000 to 275,000. And um, after 20 days on the market, and it was a soft market as well, um, an owner-occupier um, put an offer in uh, for 260K and yep. uh, accepted the offer. So, yeah, it was really good. Um, awesome. The, and, and all you did was staging? Just staging, yeah. Oh, and, and good photography. And good okay, photography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say that it really helped because these things really helped because um, – Literally a week prior to my property launching um, on the market for sale, mm-hmm. um, the property literally right next door to mine listed as well. Yep. And the property on the floor below mine just listed as well. Um, and the property next door to mine um, sold for 240000 So 20, 20K less than mine. Wow. So you got $20,000 difference in value. And it's, it's probably the same, the same two, similar, very yeah. similar two-bedroom apartment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the property on the floor below mine is literally still in the market. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, interesting point here. You are using the training and you've used the GVA. I, I want to kind of just reinforce the things that you're doing that are different than what's on the market. So you've used the GVA, you've, you've staged it. So you're preparing it to sell. You know what you're looking for. You know what the market wants. So you're lining up for the market. And as a consequence, you've made $20,000 more than the literally another unit in the same, the next in the door same, unit. Yeah. In the same building. Yeah. yeah. Great, great to see. Great to see that the training, you know, you're you're, you're applying this and you're getting the lemonade, <laughs> twenty thousand yeah, dollars right. worth of lemonade extra on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Good, 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 Eugene. Now and now you have more, don't you? I do. Um, deal number seven. Um, this is a one bedroom apartment in the Gold Coast on the Gold Coast. Um, did nothing to this one. Um, sold it tenanted. Um, and sold it. Uh, the, the the agent basically appraised it for between two seventy and three hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we listed it on the market for. Yeah. Uh, so ended up selling it for uh, two hundred eighty thousand uh, after roughly about thirty six days in market. So it was also a soft market as well. Yep. So the market literally just turned when I when I um, listed it on the market. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> so once again, and and. As a consequence, each time you're doing this, the equity is going back in, and your now your cash flow is altering as well because you started off yes. with a negative forty six, was it around negative forty six? Negative forty six, roughly. Yep. Yeah. And so this is now kind of your, the, the little gauge is going from the was it going this way to that way or that way to that way? Anyway, the gauge yeah, is going, going going in the right direction. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going in the right it's going in the right direction. So the negative is now turning around and it's 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 becoming more positive. Awesome. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. Good, good. Now, you have another one. I do. Um, this is the the most recent one. Uh, this is, again, a two-bedroom apartment in Western Sydney. Um, now, prior to renovation, the agent appraised it at 340000 Yep. Um, 
spent 26,500 approximately on the renovation cost. Um, now the renovation for this one took a little bit longer, took nine weeks um, because the builder was quite stretched in terms of all of the other work that he had on as well. Um, so it took nine weeks. Um, after um, the renovation completed, got the agent back and he appraised it between 380 and 400,000. Um, so again, we decided to list it at 395. Mm -hmm. um, my target sales price for this based on the GBA was 390,000. Yep. Um, so um, this one literally um, was like last week, like this week and last week. Um, so it's, it's that uh, timely. Um, the, I literally two days ago signed a contract for this one. Yep. Um, after being only four days in the market for three hundred and eighty nine thousand, so wow. it is still under contract. Uh, still waiting for the cooling off period to uh, to go unconditional. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking promising so far. Yeah. Nice one. So this is when you talk about current. This is current. This is current. <laughs> a, this is yeah. a very current deal because it's, uh, it hasn't yeah. even got. The, it's still in the cooling off period. Wow. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so the projected profit on this one will be approximately 11,000. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yep. And once again, what did I want to just clarify as well, this is 11,000 on the current market value prior to the yep. renovation. So yes. even though you'd purchased it earlier, you've got that market uplift prior to coming to Isle of Real Estate, but it's just what we're looking at is the profit made as a consequence of doing that renovation in yep. that nine week period of time. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Um, have you got another one? There, was, there is there is one like I've got planned out like my next uh, year. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so basically there is another another project, um, another deal, uh, Renault, Renault and Flip deal. Uh, this one is a three bedroom house again mm -hmm. in Southeast Queensland. Um, the tenants are still in place in this one. Um, yep. They're great tenants um, in that they, you know, they, they're good tenants um, yeah. in the true sense of the word. But in addition to that, um, they are also allowing me to do um, external renovation works to the property whilst they're still living there. So oh, cool. um, yeah, yeah. the, the okay. good thing as well is that these tenants are also professional roof restorers and painters. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So are, are you, are you negotiating to... something special with them? Oh, well, in fact, we did. <laughs> um, so I originally wanted to um, uh, end the tenancy in September this year, but um, they they were actually they are actually in the process of constructing a new house. And their new house uh, is only due to complete and move into in at the end of January next year. So they said to me, um, hey, uh, we'd love to stay until our new house is available that we can move into. Um, in return, um, we'll pay you uh, more rent, like an, we'll pay you an increased rent per week. Um, and we will also do uh, a roof restoration um, complimentary as well. Uh, wow. Yeah, so like, basically that involves doing the um, repointing, um, uh, doing a uh, a high pressure clean off the tiles, replacing cracked tiles, um, and uh, yeah, so that's basically what they offered. Um, and I said yes, 
um, and knowing that they are also professional roof restorers, I then got a quote from them to say, um, okay, so once you've done the, um, um, the, the, the restoration part of it, of the roof, um, how much would you quote me for doing a paint, uh, a repaint of the roof? Mm -hmm. um, so I've basically gotten them to do that as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So what a great arrangement, hey? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it has worked out well, yeah. I love how you've used that. Um, there's a complimentary arrangement, you know, so that you've kind of like, you've had a discussion with them. They've, they've told you what they want. You're working together um, to, to, to come out to a better solution for both of you. Yeah, that's right. Correct. Yeah, yep. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. So now, just just out of interest, so so how has your right right now at the moment? How mm -hmm. has your cash flow turned around? Because it was a um, started off, you know, came in. You had the had the twenty two when you first started. You've now managed to get rid of, I believe, is it seven or eight? Uh, seven, it, almost. Seven, seven, completely gotten rid of um, yep. and in the process of getting rid of number eight number eight yep so so quite a <laughs> quite a transition um how how are you situated now from from a cash flow point of view uh i'm now up um seven roughly seventeen thousand positive cash flow awesome yep. awesome so that's a that's a turnaround of 60 something odd thousand yeah around sixty three thousand. Sixty three thousand. yeah yeah yep. you are spot on <laughs> I can, yeah. I, can, I, I can sense that IT, you know, <laughs> coming through. It's like, the yes, that's it. The analytical brain. Yeah. The analytical brain is like, no, no, it's not 60. It's not around 60, it's 63. 63. <laughs> uh, good, good. Um, mate, awesome work. Awesome work. Um, can you, um, like, with all of what you've done, um, is there anything that you've run into that you thought, oh, I just don't know how to do this? Or this is, you know, what's a, what's a tough obstacle that you've, you've you've come across in 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 your journey did you want to share something like that yeah it was just um it's just really about learning how to handle um properties that were for sale on the market um that when they launched on the market they launched into a soft market when i had done my initial comparable uh comparables analysis um, when the market was still running hot. Um, so it, it ultimately just meant that I had to be on my game all the time. So if we, if we talk about the, the first two bedroom apartment that I renovated and sold in Western Sydney, um, the, there were quite a number of, um, renovated, um, apartments of my, of similar vintage to mine that were selling for uh, within two weeks of being on the market and that were selling for a good price, like around the 370 mark, 370, $370,000 mark. Um, so it was really getting, um, when, when, whenever my agent, um, well, first of all, I should say that I, I actually um, got the help of an agent who had a proven track record in selling properties like this so similar vintage to mine that were renovated in this area um 
Again, another learning from the education. That's it. I um, like it. Just keep on mentioning those little learnings. <laughs> little learnings. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, because we because we want everyone else to learn to go. Ah, oh, why are you doing this? That's in the learnings. That's in the training. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and basically, um, enlisting that agent to be my selling agent. Um, and what was really good, apart from what was really good about her, was that apart from her having the proven track record of selling similar properties like mine. Um, is that she also believed in the product that mm. she was selling that I wanted to sell. Um, and despite the, the property sitting on the market for, you know, over 15 weeks, she never once lost faith in being able to sell it for a good price. Um, and in fact, she, she always um, held true to the belief that the right buyer will come along. Yeah. Um, and indeed in that, in this case, it, it the right buyer did in fact come along. Um, so with this particular agent, she was really good in providing feedback um, after every single um, open for inspection or every single visit that she she made to the to the property. So if there was something that she felt impacted or that could impact the an offer being put forward um, by a potential buyer, she would tell me straight away. So things like um, uh, rubbish on the common property, um, I would immediately get on the phone with the strata manager, tell them about it and have it sorted out mm. um, straight away. Um, other things like um, like if if there were some, uh, you know, we had a bit of a cockroach, cockroach infestation in the in the property. Um, so we had to get a pest control out to, um, to do a pest spray. Um, and also during the, the course of the property being on the market, um, the hot water system also blew up. So basically you have to spend um, some additional money there to replace the hot water system. Um, so uh, it's basically just um, learning to um, take feedback, um, uh, managing the, um, uh, the things that do come up um, and just basically trying to present the property in its best light possible um, to try to elicit um, the best offers. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, the one, the one other thing I really want to just, just, just highlight, and and maybe if you can elaborate a little bit on as well, is that um, you've gone from a point of view of going, uh, I can never sell, I never sell, I have to keep these properties, to suddenly having to switch your mode around to go, mm -hmm. oh no, I've actually got to get rid of. Um, that would have been a, a, a kind of a bit of a, a, a tough one, especially when you've done the opportunity cost analysis and you've kind of looked at it and you've gone, oh, these, I thought this was supposed to get me out of my job and these ones are keeping me in that job. Was that a, was that a difficult thing to, con to confront? Because I know a lot of other people, they, they come into the community, they, they've got a few negative years probably. Some people know about it, other people don't. But when you do the opportunity cost analysis, it, it's it's a real reflection of exactly how that property is performing. Can you yeah. can you elaborate a little bit on, on on what it was like for you? Yeah, like um, the the mindset coming into the the education was always just to keep the properties that I bought and just to buy as many properties as I could um, that I could afford, um, and just keep growing the portfolio. Uh, and never sell. So um, the ultimately being faced with the the evidence 
in a spreadsheet in being the opportunity cost analysis. Um, the numbers there, you know, they don't, they don't lie. Um, they basically tell you the, the situation as it is from a financial perspective. Um, and seeing that many of these properties in my portfolio were either negative cash flow um, or have or, or are about to become negative cash flow because of you know converting from interest only to PNI. Um, it, it just it was a very difficult pill to swallow. Um, and having to change my mind, change my mindset from never selling to having to sell. Um, it essentially was it was having uh, essentially had to reframe it from um, never selling to um, to having to go backwards to go forwards in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because with with my now um, controlled sell down, um, it's now it's ultimately going to free me up um, yep. in terms of available working equity. Um, and uh, give me the positive cash flow um, uh, that I was always looking for um, uh, to basically then pursue um, a career in property full time. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. And uh, and you're getting <clears throat> close to that too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've actually resigned from my IT job um, a few months ago, and just simply so that I could focus on executing my um my investment plan basically yeah yeah and basically just get everything under control so your life is is quite different now to when you started isn't it it is it's different that's for sure um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah how how is it different how could you describe how different it is you know like obviously there's this bit of quite a transition there how is it different to when you started uh for one thing um I mean, my my day is solely focused on on executing my plan, my prop, my investment plan now. Um, so it's all about property now, uh, which I love. Um, and uh, it, it, being able to just spend um, uh, all of my day focusing on property, it's it's actually something I really love. Uh, it's something I've been looking forward to do uh, for a long time. Um, so. I'm really glad that that's how things are now. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, you know uh, the cash flow perspective, as as we mentioned previously, that's that's now um, turned positive, um, uh, which is which is great, uh, which is as per the plan. Yep. Um, and also my my debt levels have uh, reduced quite substantially um, over the course of the sell down process, um, and it'll continue to do so. Um, as I uh, get further along in my um, in my sell down process, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. And um, like, it sounds like you're a little bit more confident in making your decisions with that with that clarity now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say prior to joining the education, it was uh, uh, we touched on this earlier, and that um, a lot of the direction and advice was coming from external parties. Um, and there was a lot of uh, dependence on that. Um, and now having the, knowing what I know now through the education, it's really allowed me to uh, be able to apply the knowledge uh, to my own situation um, and be confident knowing that that's the right route for me, that's the right direction for me um, in what I need to do. 
mm. um, going forward. Um, basically, things like putting together a plan, um, the the order of the order of which I needed to sell um, the properties in my portfolio. Um, all of that came from the education and doing the doing the work and um, putting in the 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 time into analysing each property and the overall portfolio mm. uh, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely given me that that um, the education has definitely given me that clarity um, in terms of what I needed to do um, and what I need to do going forward. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic, mm-hmm. Eugene. Awesome. So good to hear. So good to hear. Uh, okay. So. Um, Bit of a bit of a bit of a kind of like a, a, a fascinating story from you. Very different, very different, but really insightful. So, what do you? What would you tell others in the community? I mean, like if you're, if um, if you had friends and family members, you know, would you go, hey, if you got twenty two properties, you got to get into this. Or what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in fact, I uh, many of my friends do reach out to me um, when it comes to property questions. Um, and the, the types of questions I get from them are things like, should I be investing right now? Uh, where should I be investing? Um, what should I be investing in? Um, and what I tell them now is that, um, the first thing you should be investing is actually in your education, uh, like your property education, um, your knowledge about property, because, um, it's this education that's actually allowed me to, to change my mindset. Um, from not selling to needing to sell to get me out of the situation um, and to to be able to move forward Um, so with this information it it gives you that that confidence with being able to to determine and to answer those all of all of those questions for yourself um, in terms of you know should I buy what should I be buying where should should I be buying Um, the education gives you all that Um, so I literally um, say to them, you know, invest in your education. Um, and if they then ask me and if they are actually open to it, um, I will then recommend, you know, looking more into the Olive Real Estate course. So, yeah. 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 Good, yeah. good, man. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And um, then from your perspective, if you've got, um, we've got, obviously got a lot of new people that always come on board. And so if a, if a brand new student, if you could think of someone who's brand new, just coming into the, into the thing, what advice would you give to them now that they've just joined? Because it can be a little bit overwhelming. There's a yep. lot of information, uh, but there's also a lot of support available. Um, what, what advice would you give to, a, to someone who's, who's just joined up? Um, I would say uh, take your time in going through diligently um, the course material. Um, and go through all of the course material um, at least once. I would say, I would recommend going through the course material multiple times over. Um, these days, the boot camps, <coughs> the boot camps, and all of the live events are held via Zoom. Um, so even if you've atten- attended um, one of them live and you've you've used up your free attendance uh, for that one. Um, just reattend the live events because they each I literally find that each time I I reattend a live event I'm learning something new um, and even if they if whoever's presenting that information has actually mentioned that piece of information previously in, in the previous uh, event um, obviously at that time I wasn't ready to hear that um, but 
now listening to it again i've i've grown from a mindset perspective and from a, a situational perspective i've i've evolved as well um, and my situation is different um, and so that piece of inf information has now become relevant uh, to me um, yeah so i would say um, go through the course um, completely diligently um, take your time to go through it um, there's no need to rush going through it because um, there is so much information there um, the the breadth of information is in this particular course is is phenomenal because uh, i have actually done other education courses prior to joining island real estate and uh, uh hands down the island real estate um course is is the best <laughs> it's the most comprehensive yeah, yeah. um it, not just from a breadth perspective but also from the fact that there is so much uh support from coaches the availability of coaches um the number of live events that there are and even during those live events you can speak to um the professionals who are there uh, and actually ask them you know deep dive into certain questions that mm -hmm. you may not necessarily get um free <laughs> free uh, uh advice on if you were to go to them directly outside of the live events um and uh and just the community as well because the community is full of um, many um people of different experience um some more experienced than you some less experienced than you um and you can always post your questions out there um which i have done uh, many times in the past uh, just to get clarity on certain things mm. um and yeah there's always uh plenty of support out there yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh eugene thank you Thank you for taking the time out and thanks for for, for sharing um fascinating journey another another fascinating one it actually reminds me i think there was we were, we were discussing before as well there's some other students that that, that came in um a while ago and in, in a similar situation they had a you know substantial portfolio but they were in a negative situation that they had to yeah. turn around and and they've done something similar so it's a um it's it's a little it's it's not uncommon you know, for for you for for students to come in when they're in a situation where they've you know they've really got to turn the situation around, and and you are you are certainly um change that around sixty three thousand dollars. Yes, cash flow change, <laughs> cash flow change with certainly more in the pipeline as well as you move yeah. forward with the rest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And everyone for joining much appreciated. Um, so thank you for joining on zoom and on Facebook. Um, we're going to wrap it up there unless uh, Eugene, is there anything else you, you, you kind of anything else you can think of that you wanted to share or you're all good. Um, I guess that there's always a path for everyone. Um, so you just need to work out what that path is. Oh, and by the way, I'm an ultimate student. So, you know, <laughs> I'm here to represent all ultimate students. I'm not a platinum. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. So yeah. So those. Yeah. Obviously, um, there's three levels of program: ultimate, quantum, and platinum. Um, and you've got to the ultimate. Awesome. And you and you've done all that with the with the ultimate training. So awesome. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, look. Good. Good. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. Now this is the Friday. It's the it's the Oliver Estate Success Story Show. We've just had Eugene share his story, which is awesome. And uh, today is the last day to get your success stories in for the Super Conference, which is coming up at the tail end of uh, this month. Uh, sorry, at the tail end of this week. Today, actually, it's the last day to put your story in. If you haven't already, now is the day to put that in. Um, and then also go and check out the stories on there as well. There's some fascinating stories that are on there. And 
the whole idea with the stories at the super conference these I Love Real Estate Success Story um, uh, interviews that we've been doing for, for um, over a year now is all about inspiring you to go, wow, this is really interesting. What can I do? If, if somebody else can do it, if another student can do it, what can I get out and do? So um, I really hope that uh, you you take these up. You can always review them on the members' website or here, or, you know, also on the Facebook as well um, to give you a little bit of an insight. And actually... Eugene, you're someone who has joined many of the uh, these um, success story interviews too, haven't you? I have. I, I'm one of those people that join every week when they are held on. <laughs> um, so I'm always here on listening to other other students' success stories and getting yeah. inspiration from them as well. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, so we're going to end off. Have a fantastic Friday afternoon. Um, do well and uh, use this as inspiration to get out there and do more yourself. We'd really like to see what you do with the training, the material, and uh, then you can share your story, whether it be here or whether it be on, on stage with dinner, however you want to do it, or even just within the community. Um, share your story as well. Share your journey because it inspires others and it, uh, it makes this community stronger, more supportive, uh, more focused on success and uh, keeps that positive vibe going and, and everyone benefits from that. Okay, cool. We're going to end off there. Eugene, thank you. Thank you. Once again, <laughs> um, have a great afternoon and we will catch up with you at the next live event uh, soon, I'm sure. Okay. okay. See well. everyone now. Bye. <laughs>